Somehow, unbelievably, the new academic year is starting. If you're an educator in any environment, academic, nonprofit, corporate, health systems, community-based organizations, here are seven ways you can be good to yourself and your students or learners in academic year 21-22. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. This is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, a health equity-focused education and communication consultancy. That's right, consultancy. If you need expert help on any topic in this series, including targeted vaccine communication, visit healthcommunicationpartners.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Maven Roth Group. For many people, the hardships and changes resulting from the pandemic have shifted priorities. The same old messages just don't resonate. Because of this, Maven Roth is helping organizations evolve their messaging to better meet their audience's new priorities. Maven Roth can refresh your marketing to reflect today's changes. Visit mavenroth.com. Now, there are many educators in the audience to this show. I love you. I see you. I hear you. I love hearing from you. And you have been on my mind. Over the summer, it seemed all the educators that I spoke with and all the ones that I see on social media, there was a current of this feeling of, oh, you got to be kidding us. Like we've, we've just been through the most outrageous, unbelievable, teaching situation that any of us could possibly imagine and barely kind of got our feet underneath us again. And now the, the new academic year is starting. So, um, I wanted to, to offer you some gentle reminders, some permissions, um, and some ideas that I've, I've gathered through my career as an educator. Okay. And I'm going to start with number one, bring your expectations down. The educators I know tend to be perfectionists and people pleasers, myself included. So here's your reminder, and I'm reminding myself that done is done. Hey, good. <laughs> done is freaking great. <laughs> so be as gentle as you can be on yourself. Give yourself all the breaks. Also, Give your students all the breaks that you can. Remember that they're coming back. Also, just reeling from all of this. And, um, you know, we're all still trying to figure out what it's going to mean to mourn everything that we have, that we have to grieve. So give yourself all the breaks. Number two, I believe that teaching any course is itself an act of hope. So here's an invitation to go back to the heart of it, the heart of your teaching, whatever that is for you, whatever it is that speaks to you, whatever it is that's joyful in your teaching, the reason you got into this to begin with. Let yourself take a moment and reconnect with that. How? Well, I'm going to give you a suggestion. Number three, journaling. It's hard to find the signal in the noise, even in the best circumstances. And writing is a powerful form of thinking. When you combine reflection and writing, you've got the potential to see your life a little bit differently. 
there is an episode that I did with Dr. Ann Ancona of Kent State's College of Nursing, and I'll link to that in the show notes, because Ann and I show you ways to combine reflection and writing, whether it's just for yourself or if you're going to ask your students or learners to do the same. Number four, I remember my earliest mentor telling me many, many years ago, that my students would learn far more from who I'm being than they would from anything that I was teaching. And so I wanted to share that with you. Obviously, I still remember it. I occasionally um, do one-off episodes in this series, and one of the the kind of special topic episodes I did a while ago was on mentoring in the health professions. And every once in a while, it'll pop up in my metrics as people rediscover that episode. So um, whether you are a mentor or you have a mentor or you want a mentor, go ahead and check out that episode. Link in the show notes. Number five, I'm inviting you more or less to have compassion for yourself because it's a good idea overall but also because it'll make it more possible for you to have compassion for others, including the learners. The opposite can also be true. If we have a deficit perspective on ourselves, it can show up as a deficit perspective on others. There's so much cultural pressure toward having a deficit perspective on ourselves even without the pandemic and all of its additional pressures and stresses. So if you catch yourself with that deficit perspective, which you listen to the show, you know what one of those is. I'll put the link in the notes. But if you listen to yourself, watch yourself, catch a deficit perspective toward you in yourself, catch it in the interactions in your classrooms, wherever you teach, catch it in your practices and then you can disrupt it. All right, number six. I'm giving you permission to do more peer learning. I'm inviting you to do more peer assessment. Yes, it is hard to let go of control when you're teaching, especially if, like me, you have those perfectionistic or people-pleasing tendencies. I was talking about number one. But let yourself... Let your students take charge for a while. Take charge of their own learning, right? That's a popular phrase. But learning is social. Your students are going to learn from each other. So let them. Devise as many scenarios as you can. Better yet, ask them to devise those scenarios with you. Students learn by doing. We know this. Number seven. Tell stories. Yeah. Tell stories even for just five minutes. It can be story time. Now, of course, I'm going to tell a story. And way back in the start of my teaching career, well, not really the start. I was a few years in because it took me some um, bravery to make this move. It was the spring and I was writing a cover letter for a summer job. And I was frustrated and I wasn't going anywhere And so I brought it into my students and I was like, can you help me with this? And that one moment of vulnerability changed my teaching forever. 
<laughs> I'm not exaggerating this either. It changed my relationship to my students, my relationship to them as writers. Um, I let them have more control in the classroom. I really, I changed the way I taught after that. And that particular event also led me to write the first journal article I ever wrote, um, which got me over my fear of writing for a wider audience. So um, yeah, it, it, it really did change my teaching. And it got me to do more peer editing and peer assessment, like I said, on number six. So um, let your let yourself or let your students tell stories as part of your teaching. So I hope these are helpful. And if you're an educator or you're responsible for training in your um, context, I'm making something special for you. So again, whether you're an academic or corporate or nonprofit or health system or community-based organizations, I'm really excited about what I'm making for you and I'm gonna be sharing it with you soon. This has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners. Music and Audio Engineering by Joe Liebel. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Thanks for listening to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, LLC. Find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com.